All right, guys, welcome in to today's episode of the Southeast Hoops Podcast. It is Thursday, August the 3rd, 2017, and like I always do, today's podcast will be an interview uh, that we recorded on the Marching to Madness podcast with an SEC coach, and it was Georgia head coach Mark Fox, and talked to him uh, this week just talking about a lot of different things within that Georgia program. They have some exciting things going on. In terms of the renovations there at the Coliseum, they've got all sorts of stuff happening. Uh, but we know when we talk about the team, the biggest focal point is going to be Yante Maton's return and how he kind of continues to lift that program going forward. Because if you look at the roster, we've talked about this this offseason, the loss of J.J. Frazier is certainly one that, you know, it's very hard to kind of know what you're going to do after you lose a guy like that. And I think when you have such a player... That and it really had all the elements and all the intangibles that Frazier had just with his playmaking ability, uh, his tremendous just speed, his versatility, and all the different things that he did for that team and getting that offense where they needed to be, the defense, you know, such a guy that you certainly didn't want someone like that guarding you. Uh, but now that he's gone, there's, there's going to be opportunity. And that's what Mark Fox talked about with us this week on the podcast, talking about uh, guys who are going to be able to step up, have more shot opportunities because, you know, Maiden and Frazier were the guys who took the majority of the shots, and Maiden will certainly be the guy that, that gets the most this year in terms of what they want to do on offense. But uh, when you talk about guys like Turtle Jackson, Tyree Crump, Jawan Parker, Jordan Harris, guys like that who are going to have more opportunities to score on the offensive end uh, because of Frazier's exit, and they're going to all be able to kind of do that knowing that not just one guy is going to be able to replace everything that Frazier brought to the table. Uh, I think we all know that. And so uh, we talked about a lot of different things, like I said, with Mark Fox, just touching on this roster in general. Uh, you know, the state of the SEC, like many coaches have that we've talked to before, uh, they know. They know this is a, going to be quite the year. They know what kind of competition they're going to face, and it's going to present challenges for every program, you know, in the SEC and Georgia as well. And so moving forward. So uh, let's go ahead and jump into the conversation with Georgia head coach Mark Fox. All right, guys, welcome back to the Marching to Madness podcast. And we welcome back Georgia head coach Mark Fox. And coach, just to start off with here, uh, I know there's been a lot of exciting things going on there at the Stegman Coliseum with the upgrades, you know, seeing the pictures of the new video board and such. Uh, how excited is it just to see that kind of stuff added to kind of build the ultimate fan experience there for Georgia fans? Well, the the one thing I think that that um, we have tried to all, to always do here is to to try and get a little bit better each year. And um, you know, one of the things that we knew we needed to address, um, you know, when I came uh, was was our facility. And after the first year I was here, we 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 did some work uh, up in the concourse to widen it and improve restrooms and concession stands and all those things for our fans and also you know to improve the the exterior look of the building and and then you know through stages we finally got to the last stage here where we've completely redone the inside with a new scoreboard and new seats and lights and and everything that goes with it so you know we're excited that it will i think make a you know a, a significant impact uh you know on the, on the game day environment uh, but um it's uh, it'll be state of the art, and um, the the great thing is, even though it's taken us a few years to to complete the entire project, 
uh, we now have what is going to be basically a brand new arena, but it's still right in the heart of our campus, which was important for us to preserve. Yeah, that's awesome. And coach, uh, kind of going into your roster there. I mean, obviously we have to start with Yontay Maton returning. I know you're glad to have him back. Uh, just looking at this off season, the workouts you guys have been going through, are there specific areas of his game that you and your staff have kind of been working on with him so that he can even be even more of a dynamic player this upcoming season? I, I think Yontay's always had the, um, uh, he's always had the approach that he can improve. He's been unbelievably, almost remarkably coachable his entire career. And this summer we've tried to expand, um, uh, on his game. And I think he's, um, worked very hard to, to, uh, you know, improve his three point shooting, which, you know, two years ago, he wasn't even really thinking about ever taking a three. And now we, we we feel like he's got the ability to take him, you know, all the way around the arc, and so he's worked hard on that. He's worked hard on putting the ball on the ground. Certainly trying to, you know, uh, become more and more of a versatile scorer, but still protecting his, you know, his ability to score in the paint, which is where he's been so good. So, um, I think he'll be a better player as a senior than he was as a junior, and he's, um, I think, had an approach and a work ethic that that uh, that really is the reason for that. Coach, uh, I think we all loved, and I know you loved watching J.J. Frazier ball out there at Georgia. Uh, but your team's pretty much intact. I mean, so does this mean like Turtle Jackson, Juwan Parker, Tyree Crump? Now, are they going to step in and score by committee, or does one of those guys maybe you see him maybe have Parker's ability to be kind of like a microwave guy? Well, we do have, uh, I think, nine of our top ten scorers from last year's team back. and um, But the one we're losing, J.J. Frazier, was certainly a very exciting player for us. Uh, he was a very productive player for us. And um, and I think the thing that we're going to miss certainly is his scoring, um, his ability to um, – really stretch the defense and, and break down the defense with his quickness. And and um, so, you know, we're going to have to replace him by committee. I, I think that, um, you know, uh, obviously the guys that you mentioned, whether it's Turtle Jackson or Tyree Crump or, or Jawan Parker, or, uh, all, all of those guys, Jordan Harris, who played, you know, quite a bit for us last year, I think all of those right. guys will be will be little better players than they were a year ago. Um, and and we'll need them to all chip in a little more to to I think uh, compensate for the uh, for the scoring loss that 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 we'll have. With JJ. But you know JJ took a bunch of shots, and these other guys are going to get some more shots now because he's gone. And I think they're excited about that. And and um, the fact that we have experience, I think, hopefully will be an advantage for us. Um, and we're we're excited about the you know some of the new kids coming in too. So hopefully we'll have a deep team and we can spread that uh, that scoring around and and uh, and you know by committee replace the production that JJ left going to the post uh again the development of Derek Akbade he starts 33 or 34 games a year ago he's a top 5 SEC rebounder how do you see his role expand now even further i think Derek has um he's an interesting player because he's He's very powerful. Squats nearly 500 pounds, and and um, wow. is, is really, I think, a, a, a dynamic athlete. Uh, I think, uh, but he was somebody who maybe his whole life was just a shot blocker and a rebounder. And so, as we've taught him, you know, some some skills in the post. Uh, I, I think he was. I think he was really in the infant stages of learning how to score because his whole life he had just. 
you know, and probably never been on a team where he had that role. And now that he has the ability to score, you know, teaching him where to, to, to find those opportunities and how to maximize them has been something we've tried to work with him on. I, I, and I think he'll, I think he'll score the ball more uh, than he did a year ago and more efficiently than he did a year ago. But, you know, physically he's probably, uh, when you, when you consider size and explosiveness and, all the things that go with it. He, he might be the best athlete on the team because he's so explosive for the size that he has and so strong. But, but um, you know, he, he, I think, if he can continue to develop as he has, uh, along with Yontay, sh- should provide us, you know, two pretty good front-line players uh, when we tip it off every night. Coach, uh, you talked about the excitement of the new guys you're going to have coming in. Obviously, the addition of Sean Hammonds is certainly going to be a big boost there, a versatile forward that will really be able to come in and give you guys a boost right away. What have you liked thus far just in seeing him with your team this offseason, and where do you think maybe he helps you the most going into this year? Well, Rayshon, um Hammonds is, is very versatile. You know, I, I think that um, as we've – as we've had him this summer, the, I think the most pleasing thing is that he likes to work. You know, I, I mean, a lot of guys don't understand how hard you have to work at this level, and and sometimes you know it, it takes it takes him a while to understand just the kind of effort that that you have to put in. Uh, he, he really, I think, on day one showed us that he's you know that he understands how to work and he likes it, and, and you know that's part of the reason that you know or a benefit of that is coming from a good high school program, but. But I think his versatility um, really is going to give us a chance to place you know him a couple different places. I, th- I think he could play as a stretch four at times, and and uh, and we could play a little bit smaller. I think he can be a dynamic you know a small forward, and and at his size be be a big small forward. But he's he's very skilled, and I and I wouldn't rule him out playing a little bit of backup point guard. The guy can really handle the ball, and and um, so you know we've got to make some decisions here in the next couple months where we play him but but I do think that that you know Rayshon's versatility is going to give us uh you know lots of options coach you've had lots of landmarks there I, I sometimes I think it gets lost uh, you've got 51 SEC victories in the last five years uh and that's the most for any Bulldogs team in a five-year span you've also got the four 20-win seasons which I think ties Hugh Durham who, who's kind of like the patriarch of Bulldog basketball, I guess. What's been your approach in transitioning to chemistry each year? And then how does that non-conference schedule play into preparing, uh, you know, your guys for the slate, SEC slate? Well, uh, you know, I, 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 we've tried to do this. You know, we have tried to, to um, create as healthy of a program as we can. And, you know, I, I think that, that for us, um, it started internally. I, you know, I, I went and met with Lou Pinella um, oh. about about probably six weeks into my tenure here. I went to I went over to uh, Atlanta when the, when he was managing the Cubs, and and uh, I met with Lou Pinella, and we talked about you know the situation that I was inheriting at Georgia, and and all the jobs and the teams that he had rebuilt uh, to to play off. Um, uh, teams in in the major leagues and and the one thing that that he recommended was that we first start with with trying to create a very healthy locker room and 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 set extremely high standards for for our players and so that's kind of where we started and and uh, and and it really has helped our chemistry because we don't have a lot of nonsense in our locker room you know we have 
we have kids that have bought into to uh to the le- you know to the level of intensity in which they must work to to the the uh, expectations academically and and so I think that's really helped us develop some consistency um as we continue to to get better players and improve and and now that we've I think our team understands how to win in this conference. Um, you know, we're pushing to to take the next step, but but we'll again go back to um, the chemistry in our locker room and the standards that we've set, and and which really has has uh, yielded a, a culture that I think allows our team to continue to grow. And and so you know, we've we've been blessed to to make some progress, and we're excited that we can see more coming. Uh, but um, you know, it really comes down to having young men who have completely bought in. Coach, and finally, I know this is something that's going to be talked about a lot, and we're already hearing it talked about in terms of just the quality of SEC basketball this upcoming season. Uh, it seems like one of the most anticipated seasons in a long time. Ken and I have both talked about this. Uh, what are just kind of, I guess, your views on the league going into this season? And obviously, I know it presents some challenges just in terms of the overall competitiveness of this conference. I, you know, I, we were talking. We have a July recruiting period, obviously, and we saw many of the coaches. And I, I was talking with my staff, and I, I think the 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 legitimately, there's probably 13 of the 14 schools in this league that think they've got teams that are going to be in the postseason this year, and and rightfully so. And and maybe even the 14th, uh, you know, sh- should have should have the same thought, but. But I do know that there's a lot of us uh, that, that feel like we're going to have good basketball teams, and and that should 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 create um, some unbelievably competitive days uh, this winter in the SEC. And and uh, you know, it, it, will there be a deeper, deeper league in America? I, I'm not sure you can can find one that's deeper. Um, will we be as strong at the top? I said I think that we probably will be. There's enough teams with with elite level talent and experience that should should. I mean, I think we'll probably start the year with five or six teams ranked nationally, um, and uh, I, I would be surprised if if we don't have that. But it's a deep league. It's a it's a league where there's there's obviously terrific players, and and I think that, that will yield some terrific teams, and hopefully um, we can stake our claim nationally as as the, the best conference in America. Coach, uh, always enjoy catching up with you. I know Ken and I both get to see you a lot this upcoming season, so we will talk to you again here in the near future. Okay, man. Thank you so much. All right. That was our interview with George's Mark Fox. And like I said, you know, George is a team like many others in the SEC, and he said it in talking about what the expectations are coming into this season. And the expectations are to make the NCAA tournament um, and it's just, it's that way all around the league. And I think when you listen to Mark Fox talk about this team, he knows he has a guy in Mayton who is going to be able to do so many different things. I mean, I've said it many times at this point, he is definitely a preseason player of the year candidate. If I had to pick today, he may be it and because he's that good and talking about expanding his game. Uh, we saw it last year with him shooting the three more. If he can do that more this year, consistently make that three, it just makes him even more dangerous. And with everything he's going to have around him, you know, we talked about the loss of Frazier. And, you know, Rayshon Hammonds is a kid, and, you know, Fox talked about this as well. And talking about his versatility, he's going to be able to, to play in a lot of different areas. I mean, like he said, even possibly playing in a backup point guard type of role. Uh, when you have a guy like that, that is very promising. And I think he's someone that George is going to lean on a lot this year, like a bunch of other teams around the conference and leaning on young guys like that 
uh, to really add a lot of major contributions. I mean, this kid is really good. I mean, we know where he stands among the nation's best, you know, around the country in this 2017 class. Uh, so there's no doubt he's going to come in right away, give them a lot of quality minutes, a lot of quality production. Uh, it's just a matter of seeing how that depth kind of plays out at Georgia. You know, Derek Ogbede is another guy. Uh, if he can be, you know, turn into a consistent scorer as well, we know what he can be with his strength and physicality on the defensive end of the floor, uh, just in rebounding and that sort of stuff and guarding as well. Uh, but if he turns into that kind of score, you know, that's another asset that Georgia can have this season uh, as they continue to battle in this tough SEC uh, and try to stay there. But like I've said many times, when you have a player like Mayton leading the way, you're always going to have a chance because, again, this is a very, very special talent. The way he's improved over these last several years has just been a lot of fun to watch. And, you know, like Mark Fox said, he's only going to be better this year. Uh, especially as he continues to expand his game to prepare for the next level. So uh, really enjoyed catching up with Mark Fox uh, here on the podcast, on the Marching to Madness podcast. And like I said, if you're not already subscribed, be sure to subscribe to that one as well. We do interviews with coaches all around the country, not just in the SEC, of course. Uh, but as I continue to mention, any SEC interviews we do on there, I will also share on this podcast. That way no one misses out on it so uh thanks as always for listening to the podcast be sure uh if you're just catching this randomly somewhere be sure to subscribe go over to itunes search for southeast hoops and you can subscribe make sure you get every episode delivered as soon as they go up and like i say be sure to continue to check out southeasthoops.com check out all the written work that's gone up there this week and we'll have more written work on the way as we continue to expand things there and break down non-conference schedules, news, uh, preseason, power rankings, all that good stuff. Uh, So be sure to stay tuned there as well. So thanks as always for listening to the podcast. I will talk to you guys tomorrow.